Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number four. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here to discuss the most recent episode of Desperate Housewives, Kids Ain't Like Everybody Else. It's not very good grammar, is it? No. (laughs) All right, let's talk about this one. Another good episode. I, I, you know what? I am really glad that that the show seems to be, you know, back on par with what I kind of fell in love with last season. It took it took a little bit of the initial shock to see some like major life transition for a couple different people, right? You know, uh, getting into Gabby's new lifestyle and and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I really like this. I really do. And so, obviously, I have taken some copious notes during the episode, Stephanie. Yep, you're a good note taker. I thank you for that. You're welcome. And I'll tell you, there is a lot of great stuff in this episode. Yes. I have no idea where to begin. I do have notes. I took them in order, but I'm going to ask... the very beginning. Would you like me to do that? <laughs> or would you like to share just maybe something out of anything else, your favorite part of the episode right I, up front? I don't know. I really, I, 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 I don't think I could pick out a favorite part. All right. Well, then let's just start from the beginning okay. then. All right. So it starts off with Bree and Orson and learning that they are standing outside eagerly anticipating the arrival of Danielle, Benji, and Leo. Yes. Who, of course, have been the, uh, is, is estranged the right word? I think estranged would be the right word. Basically, this is... Uh, you know, little Benji has been away ever since Orson's been in prison. Benji. Yes, Benji. I know. I think of a little dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> every time I hear that name. But anyway, and my apologies to anybody whose child is named Benjamin and, and you call him Benji. No, I love the name Benjamin. Yes. Call him Ben. Call him Benny. You can call him Benji. I suppose it's your kid. <laughs> oh, gosh. You did not just say that like that. Oh, my goodness. No, but it fits right into the whole bully thing. It, you are such he a bully. Is, I mean, just like Maynard. I mean, he's going to get picked on. It's going to happen. It's not Maynard. It's MJ. Which is much better. But anyway, so they're eagerly awaiting their arrival. Yes. And so, of course, you know, th- th- this. I didn't get to see the whole them leaving. Danielle taking the son away. I did well, not. Neither did we. Oh, really? Yeah, it's happened in the meantime. Oh, well, cool. Then I didn't miss anything. <sighs> they showed us a clip yeah. this season of her coming and pulling him out of the high chair and Bree was begging, please don't do this. You right. Know. But no, we haven't seen that. You haven't missed oh, anything. So I did. So I, okay. I thought you guys, you know, meaning all of you who have been watching Desperate Housewives from the beginning without missing any, uh, were like some kind of in club that right. I'm not involved in the... I'm not in the know, so I, I guess I am. We're getting you there. We're I know, slowly. I know. All right, so anyway, um, th- spending three days after being away for three years, mm-hmm. right? Well, it says that um, Orson had mentioned that it took them three years to convince them to come for the visit. Right. So I, that doesn't really, maybe he's been out of prison for three years or 
I think that that's probably the case because he's six years old in this episode. Right. And he was talking and calling Orson dad. He was about so, two when, okay. when they took him. So Yeah, anyway. So anyway. Yep. All right. And based on based on um the boy that they used. Right. In in the flashback. So okay. anyway. So anyway, um th- of course Bree uh, God bless her soul. My goodness gracious. If she is not just the perfect example of the self-righteous, holier than thou, you know, over the edge, over the top Christian person that that makes us all look bad. You know, we are. I just can I just say for the record here, not all Christians are super ultra way all over the top edge of the edge, ultra conservative, right wing (laughs) nut jobs. I mean, I'm. I, it, let me just say, it, when it comes to the, the Christian faith, I'm I'm I lean towards that end, but there's no way that I, I mean even that what they showed in I, what let's see here they brought up the vegetarian and then the nutty liberal politics that's going to ruin his uh, uh, his nutrition uh, and of course it, of course the thing is is homeschooling you know I I've always that was hilarious. that was a hilarious I I felt. You know, the, the only thing is, it, and, and it's not fair, though, it is it is feeding into the stereotype of what homeschooling is. And that is so wrong. It is, because the fact is, is that the only thing you need for homeschool is to be one day smarter than your kid. That's what I hear. So, um, but uh, th- really, can I just say, I although I, uh, I mean, I, I literally do. I hate the fact that they fed into the stereotype right. that homeschooling is bad and that it that it homeschooling produces some of the smartest kids I've ever met. But what I want to say is that I still I, I laughed out loud very hard. <laughs> what are you going to do I next love, year when he surpasses you? <laughs> he's reading at a third grade level. Yeah. What are you going to do when he passes you next year? That was a that great was, line. That was funny. It was funny. And it because was it came so from, wrong, though. It on every level, but because it came from her mom, um, I, I look forward to you getting more of their background, uh-huh. um, Brie and Danielle. Okay, as you see the the um, prior seasons, the previous seasons. Gotcha. So you'll get you'll get more into there, but it's always been they've had some issues. Yeah, it, it's always been um, the two of them butting heads. Right. Well, I, I think in season one, I was just starting to see some of that. Yeah. And uh, okay, and then of course they they of course they laid on the the the, ve- the vegetarian <laughs> the homeschool and and then the bar mitzvah, yeah. which of course you know you know Brie being the Christian you know obviously very concerned about yeah. the fact that that she is not carrying on um, the the sharing the knowledge of the faith that she had obviously tried to introduce her children to as well. So, wow. Um, but Brie, she's so over the top, though. She is. My gosh. over the top. She's, well, it's her way or no way. And and that's what, that's what, number one, makes her character so much fun. Mm-hmm. And number two, which really just makes anyone in her, what's the word I'm looking for? Circle of influence. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Anyway, it just it. She is fun though. 
She, I, well, she's fun. She's fun written, to laugh well, at, but, but I, it's over. I, I, it's over I, the top. I know, but it well, of course, and it's television. And Chef Mark would tell me, "Get over it, Clef. It's drama." Blah blah blah. Yeah, I know Chef Mark. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Chef Mark's not here to defend himself. So no, he's not. I'm just throwing him into a stereotypical box there. Uh, anyway, we want. We want to. I know. Hi. What? Bree. Nice oh, to thank meet you. you. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we want to say thank you to the folks who are joining us live here on Sunday night at 1010, uh, which is 1010 uh, is when we start our live shows after uh, recording or like watching new. What? But, well, the, you feel like you need to interrupt me while I was in the middle of a sentence? Much. That's go fine. Ahead. No, go ahead. I feel like we need to have some kind of. Uh, there, there was this huge campaign with 1010. What was it? 10, three, 10, two, one, or 10, whatever. 10, three, two, one. I don't know. Some kind of phone card, huge campaign a couple of years ago. Uh, well, more than a couple of years ago now. But so now, if you're going to use 1010, 10, I feel like it has to have like this, I don't know, something that comes after it. Okay. Well, maybe we'll try that. But I was just going to say <laughs> simply that it, we want to say thank you to the folks who join us live yes. here at 1010 in the chat room. Of course, there is a phone line, a phone number that dials straight into the studio. We want to invite. Tell the right phone number this time. What are you talking about? Well, you mentioned that you, you possibly have shared the wrong phone number in a podcast in the the recent days because. Our, oh, yeah, the the studio line goes <laughs> the studio crazy. Studio line has been ringing yeah. off the hook all. Okay, so I think that um, yeah, it, it, we can. Yeah, let's just move forward though. Um, <laughs> You're gonna leave the phone number eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. That's our voicemail line. Yeah, that's what you were I, saying. No, that's not what I was saying. What were you saying? All I was saying is that for those who are in the chat room, there's a phone number on the screen that if you want to dial in during the live call, I wasn't even going to mention the phone number. Okay. Just going to say, look at the screen. Anyway, if you're not live and you want to call and leave your feedback, you can call the number I just said. And what was that number again, Stephanie? (laughs) 859-795-4067. I love you. I love you too. Ah, Bring on the hate mail. (laughs) We love it. Anyway, no, I don't, but we deal with it. Not a big deal. All right. So, Stephanie, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was just wait. Welcome to all you people in the chat room. All right. That's where I was going with that. Andrea, Ed, Justin, and and everybody else. <sighs> now you're not going to talk. You're going to be like, well, he just put me in my place. I'm going to just shut up right now, and I'm just going to let him take on. Okay, number one, I don't think you put me in my place. I know. Number two, I have to interrupt you all the time because you never stop talking. (laughs) This is so true. I'm glad you agree because if if you never, if I don't interrupt, I'll never get a word in edgewise. Ed just wrote in the chat room, moving right along. Yes. And I don't have that sound effect. I know. I saw you looking for it. I was looking for it. So that's that's Brie. And and there's some tension between Brie and Orson because apparently he blames her. For the fact that they don't have Benji anymore. Well, yeah, it, it, it just seems clear that, you know, they do not have a very uh, good open communication line in their marriage, which is quite the shame. And of course, um, you know, it, those are those are going to, you know, unmet expectations, unmet frust- or undiscussed frustrations it just leads to a lot of tension. And it, the, the thing is, is Bree seems so unapproachable. I mean, what little I know about her. She just seems like the type that no matter how much 
you well, okay let let's just say she was approachable and and of course you could talk to her and share with her the things that man you you have just totally you're just over the edge and of course he finally uh, orson did stand up and talk to her about that it's like listen it is your fault he says you know now what necessarily was it her fault you know obviously i'm sure she's made some decisions that help didn't help the matter one way or the other uh or, or didn't help the matter at all however the thing i was going to say is that I wonder, should she have to change who she is? Obviously, she's got some very strong character traits and and stuff like that. But but is it right or wrong to ask her to change who she is? I mean, she obviously was. It, she saw it as being disrespectful that her child or her grandchild uh, spoke to her mom and called her Danielle instead. As of, do I. Yeah, I'm right with Bree on that one. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it's at least mommy or mom or something. So yeah, I I, I understand that. But the thing is, is of course there's a whole different culture of people that, that that that's just not important to them for some reason. And 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 there's, I I guess what I'm saying is there are some battles to be that are out there, and some you just gotta choose which ones you're gonna fight. And she chooses everyone. And she, that's the problem. See, I don't think that, I don't think Brie needs, I don't think that Brie needs to change who she is, but she needs to open her mind to compromise and to being able to work with people in the relationships around her. Yeah, that's exactly what, as you were saying that, that's exactly what um, Ed typed in the chat room. He says, no, she, she has her ideas and nobody is going to convince her otherwise, which I agree with that. Uh, and, and I, and I'm not saying she has to, she, she has to let go of her values and her principles, but, and as you said, and as, uh, Ed says in the chat room, she, no, she just needs to learn to compromise. She needs, she needs to be able to meet people at where they are at, at their level. Absolutely. And not necessarily, uh, comp, not necessarily compromise her beliefs, meaning that, that she's letting go of them, but she needs to meet people on a common ground. You know, and and not but, expect them to fit into her mold. Yes. Right. Does that make sense? It does. But if you think about it, they're also painting her in a very hypocritical light. Because why is it not okay for Danielle to be a vegetarian, have her son be a vegetarian, homeschool, be Jewish, but she is not... She has not now said anything about about Andrew and how he lives his life. Mm-hmm. So she's she's choosing, right? She's choosing sides, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, obviously there there are some inconsistencies and stuff. Very, very inconsistent. So anyway, um, I I tell you there there are some things in there that being parents. You know, that the, there were some things that I'm sure that any parent today uh, with young children can certainly relate to some of the issues, especially the the photo album in the park incident <laughs> with showing pictures of mommy eating a hot dog. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Ed's asking, does Cliff know about Andrew's life yet? And they the I got far enough in season one that Gabby, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, saw, um, saw him and, him and another guy in the swimming pool together. Right. As the last episode of season one that I saw. 
So I have I, I have some kind of idea about his lifestyle. So uh, and where they're probably taking that and where they mm-hmm. or where they took it. Right. So. Anyway. Um, yeah. So basically, um, the, she, the, she, the, Brie the, was wrong. Brie was totally wrong. So wrong. That is I, you can disagree. But the thing is, that child was not being nutrition, nutritionally neglected at all. Right. You know, it. you cannot sit there and take somebody's, you know, your grandchild. That is not your child. It is not your responsibility unless you have custodial rights of that child that you have no right to do what Bree did. And no, that, but it makes for good TV. Yeah, but it was so wrong on so many levels. And and I say that, but you know what? I, I, I do believe internally I was like, you go, Bree. I know. I was like, but where did that come from? I mean, because I'm so fundamentally against that. I mean, it, vegetarian is one thing that I, it's like, okay, that's a battle I'm just not willing to fight. There there are bigger ones. There, there are bigger fish to fry here and uh, or tofu to, to chew on. I mean, whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> now, okay, let's see. How many other people can we... Who else can you offend? I'm trying to think of who else we can offend in this episode. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> we I didn't say anything oh no 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 never you baby but but I do she she was completely wrong in in showing it but it did make for good TV and I and I I'm so also was like I was so glad you he, feed that boy a hot dog yeah but it, I tell you what it it I loved the little uh scene with the what was the risotto mushrooms risotto <laughs> Mushroom. coming out coming out right at, it was like yeah and what, who was that? Susan, did she say, just in case anybody wants to know, or, or was it Catherine? It was Catherine. Catherine, what'd she say? <laughs> what I'm about to, uh, just what in, I'm about to vomit, just to clear it up, what I'm about to vomit is, is um, Western omelet. Yes, exactly. Which was great. But, um, but that scene was particularly disgusting for me because as a mom, I've cleaned up the puke of a hot dog and it is not fun. No, it's not. It's disgusting. Well, uh, and this was I'm, too hot dog. It was. <laughs> And, and I don't think there's any that's not disgusting to clean up just for clarification purposes. But there are some but that are, are worse some than that, others. That just, Let, oh, th- let's just move right the along. Hot dog because is I'm, one. I'm already seeing, you know, there are, oh I could gosh. be descriptive. No, please don't. There are already people thinking, oh my gosh, why did I have to listen to this on my lunch break? Sorry. Yeah, we are sorry. Susan at the playground. Um, Susan, her child, MJ, poor little Maynard. Poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. He wants to talk to dad because, you know, well, he's being bullied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they show the, the playgrounds. Uh, they show the playground scene and they show boys pushing other boys down and girls taking things from girls. They and showed a boy pull a girl's ponytail. They showed a boy call, pull a girl's ponytail. So you just assume that he's being picked on by a bigger... A Exactly. And only to find out that once Mike has come to the rescue and he's ready to, I'm going to teach my son to fight. And (laughs) turns out that he's being beat up by not a little girl. They made, can I just say that I'm I'm a little frustrated. Why? With the way that they're handling this poor little girl, this actress that's playing Gabby's daughter. What's her name? Juanita. Juanita. The, I this Who's, girl is going to need so much counseling. The when, actress? The actress. The, okay. the little girl actress. She is going to need so much counseling. Probably. Because obviously that's not makeup. She's not wearing a little suit. She's 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 got some 
thickness to her bones is what they would say, right? Uh, <laughs> and this poor girl is like... You're not making it any better. Well, it's like, I, I hate to say it. I, I'm okay. Just so people know, just in case you think you, you hear this nice, super sleek radio voice and, and, and you think in Cliff's probably this really nice, hot looking guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm short and fat myself. Okay. So <laughs> let me just, let me just put that on the table right now. Actually, let me take my stomach off the table. Um, <laughs> I, that was okay. So I went a little too far that there. Way too far. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But let me just tell you, I could. There are so many things about this show that I'm like, that is so wrong that they make me laugh at. I know. It's like remember the movie uh, Pulp Fiction. And oh, that was wrong. That show was just wrong. If you have ever seen the movie, if you've not seen the movie Pulp Fiction, don't ever see it. Trust me, you your life will be better for not seeing it. Now you know that all of those people are going to go see it just because you said not to. Well, that's up to them. They've just heard my warning. At least I'm not going to be responsible for it. It's wrong on but every level. It is wrong on every level. But there is one scene, and those who have seen it know what I'm about to say. It's in the scene where they're in the car, and the guy's in the back seat just talking, and... The guy in the front seat told, well, I won't go any further just in case you do go and see it. But the scene in the car, <laughs> there is absolutely no way. There is no way at all that it's funny at all. And I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard. It it just I have no idea. But when when she goes, are you are you saying my daughter's fat for her age? Honey, <laughs> she's fat for your age. <laughs> I'm like, no, she didn't. They didn't so just write funny. that into the scene. So oh my gosh! Uh, and then I and something. I'll pay for the dent in the yard. I mean, come Don't on! Me, I'll pay for the dent in the oh, yard. That was just mean. Oh, but it that, was funny. That it was. It was. Uh, you know, I'm so. Can I just share with you? There, there. They brought in. You know how how you can be really close friends with a neighbor and well not really close but you you can be civil and very and, and relatively close to your neighbors and then all of a sudden you bring kids into the picture oh that's a different story let me just tell you we were friends with our neighbors we, too <laughs> we have some neighbors and uh, uh let's just say we very much could relate to the story of our of your kids and your neighbor's kids not now getting we didn't along. Tackle each other in the yard, but that made for some good TV too. That's right, but it sure did give me some ideas. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, though, I, it, let's just say I I was very excited. I mean, this show obviously is takes a uh, takes a couple of steps in the wrong direction of of really just like you know just don't oh come For on entertainment Let, please don't add to the stereotype please don't just make this all funny because this really is serious stuff but you know what i loved about this episode they actually showed gabby and susan sitting down being for, real they talking about it and and it's like being it's like wow no it's easy that is for awesome us easy for us to attack each other in the moment but when you when you take yourself out of that and you try to think about um what the other person is going through and you you don't you don't know where everybody else is in their excuse me in their life you know you, you don't know where they're at right and it's that whole you know 
and, and you don't know until you walk a mile in their shoes kind it, of thing. Exactly. And so I, I just want to say I was very happy to see that they gave us the demonstration of two neighbors who obviously two were friends, two friends who were having it out. And they overcame their differences and sat down over, I don't know, what was it, coffee or something, and and, and just sat down and talked. I loved, okay, because I so get where um, the part that they wrote in there when the kids say, Mommy, we're hungry, and she's talking with her friend, and she's like, leave me alone, there's frozen waffles in the freezer. No doubt. Um, I relate to that, because those for for a mom, those moments are few and far between when you do get to sit down with a friend, and the last thing you want is a hungry kid to be calling for you. Right. Anyway. So, and get mommy some ice. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. Welcome Beth to the chat room. She just logged in and started chatting away here. So, um, uh, Ed wrote something in the chat room. He says, why that's a classic, The Misfire. He says, pulp all. Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh, oh. This is Pulp. This is okay. later. And then all the kids are going to be saying that to her at school the next day. Uh, that's this is a problem with me trying to catch up with the chat after the fact. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> we'll forget about that. We're moving right along. Mrs. McCluskey. I like Mrs. Poor McCluskey. Poor little lady. I think she's starting to experience some dementia. He is good. He is good. And I really, really don't like him. I, I, I really don't like him, but I love how good he is. The last oh, guy I didn't oh, like got stabbed in the back with a picket fence during a tornado. So I can only hope as to what is going to happen to him. Really? Who was that? I can't tell you. Okay. I'm eventually going to get there, I'm sure. (laughs) But let me just say, man, Dave, wow, this guy is, he is. He's creepy good. He's evil. He is manipulative. And he is as sly as a snake. Yes. Wow. Anyway, I want to just say that my theory, and and I don't think I, I don't even think I have to say it's a theory. It's just for me, I just think it's just downright plain, crystal clear. Couldn't be more obvious that it was. Uh, oh, here comes our first call in. <laughs> Hold on, be, before I go there, let's find out who's calling in. Who do we have on the line? Hello. Hey, it's Ed. Hey, Ed. What do you got on your mind? I also do my theory about. Um Dave. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, let me turn you off here. I got you on delay. Oh, yeah. You got, <laughs> turn down your radio at home when you call in, folks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know if y'all mentioned this before, but um, I mean, I've got a good theory about who Dave is and what he's going to turn out being. Okay. Um, you know, I think that he's the husband of the guy Susan killed the mother and the the child for absolutely and he has come back to take his revenge on the neighbors that's who cliff thinks they are that is exactly he is he's he's directly looking to hook up with mike and susan and he is going to definitely do something to get back at but it was not mike and susan's fault no it was not but he does not know that he doesn't care He doesn't care, and he doesn't know that. I'll tell you what, um, Ed, we have some really bad popping in here, so I'm going to go ahead and drop the call. But that's exactly who Cliff thinks it is also. Yes. We we did mention that. Uh, was it last last week? Or, or or the first week we saw him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, they um, Ed, to, to even back up your point, there was the, we saw some kind of talk where he kind of forgot to check in with his doctor. 
Uh, he's obviously been released from the institution that he was held in, and he had some really bad issues with anger management. Rage. Rage. And um, so now he's out, and of course, uh, obviously, he's plotting, in my mind, and, and I agree with you, Ed, that he is clearly plotting to um, get into Mike's life. And that's exactly what we saw between Dave and Tom. And that's the whole reason why Dave <laughs> wants to be in the band. Because he heard that as soon as yeah. soon as Tom mentioned that Mike plays guitar, he's like, oh, oh, garage band. And so I really like that. He, it, You could just tell it was good. And can we just talk about the the band for a minute? Mm -hmm. The band was awesome. What about the band was awesome? The band was awesome in that, obviously, uh, it was causing some tension between um, Lynette and Tom. Yes. And Dave, for the first time, every everything up to this point, Dave's been super nice guy, not doing anything that would ever possibly tick off anybody in the neighborhood. Except for Mrs. McCluskey. Okay. Or Miss McCluskey. Mrs. Uh, is she Mrs.? Okay. So anyway. Um, Her husband's deceased. Okay. So Mrs. McCluskey. Anyway, he basically stuck it to Lynette. I mean, when she's like, you know, wait, wait. Let's talk about some gigs you already got going on. Right. <laughs> you know? And he's like, he's just having some fun. It's like. That so far that was out of character for Dave. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like because he's he's been he's been all about making friends with Catherine, with Susan, and with everybody else. And I'll tell you what, uh, Lynette is she's not somebody to be messed around with. No, she's not. And I was like, you know, we we saw we saw what happened with uh, you know she she finally got around, found a way that she could. <laughs> I want to say her she, kids will set your house on fire. You, you better not mess with Lynette. No doubt. Um, I do you think she really let her daughter take the fall for that issue with the the guitar, though? Yeah, that's messed up. I mean, we've seen her do some pretty crazy things. That's messed up. But it was fun. That is messed up, though. Anyway, the, I'd do it. The scene where Dave brings the new <laughs> guitar. Wow. What'd you just say? I said I'd do it. Oh, come on. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever. I don't know. You know what I think about Tom. Yes. And so if you were Tom, I'd do it. Well, I'm not Tom. No, not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving right along again. We want to, uh, oh, the the guitar. The guitar. I love, can I just say, no, you, you are. That was good. He, he, he's good. He's so manipulative. Oh, he, he was, he was so good. The, the and the voiceover crisis. at the end, the voiceover at the end when um, Mary Alice is talking about how you can use someone and them not even know it. And that, that was just perfect. Yeah. As, as to how he had used Lynette. My favorite Lynette quote okay in this episode okay could you just for a sec (laughs) that is like the best line in this entire episode could you just 
for a sec. And she helps him. <laughs> it's like, I'd be I mean, knocking him upside the head with the symbol. It, it's could you just dot, 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 dot for a sec? Fill in the blanks there. Yeah. I wonder what she was really thinking. Could you just. And then, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom that, is very, Tom is a selfish man. He is so selfish. There, I mean, we've, we've only seen one thing from him since the beginning of the season. He is always selfish. He is always taking care of himself, um, completely expecting everyone around him to take care of him. It, it is annoying to me. Just simply annoying. I mean, you haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg of what of what he. Oh, yeah. Well, I can imagine four more seasons of Tom. But wow. Oh, he annoys me. And. I'm not even allowed to say what I really think about him. (laughs) (laughs) You can say that he's a donkey. I do. Okay. So anyway, Ed in the chat room says uh, Lynette should be shot for having his guitar run over. At least she got him a new one. And then Ed and Ed was listening to us and he says, oh, I missed the fact that Dave gave it to Lynette. <laughs> yes. And he said the DVR went, oh, man, you missed probably. You probably missed the best. That was the, the best, best part. Dave. You part. should um, check it out on abc.com yeah, tomorrow you can go straight absolutely to that part go because that ed, was good and it will be worth the time to go in and do, go through the short commercial interruptions and, and find it and just f- forward to that part where where uh just after that where dave gives her the guitar because the words that he used and the way that he spoke to her about midlife crisis my gosh was it a work of well, art he played her beautifully He's, like an instrument yes he did it was so amazing and uh i just want to say you know uh, just as a, a great point to talk about um decluttering and oh. and to a great way to cross-reference <laughs> yeah. one of our shows uh they were tom was you know the whole garage band started because uh dave was driving by on his bike and he saw them laying out some stuff and they were cleaning out the garage and making lists of, you know, what what's going out and what's what's right. being kept. And uh, they were decluttering their home. And so we just want to say that if you haven't heard about it, there's a show we do called Family from the Heart. And it's called it's over at familyfromtheheart.com. And we are currently doing a series titled Decluttering the Home. Uh, or too much the, stuff. Oh, that's right. It's called um, too much stuff. Decluttering your home and heart, or your heart and home, or yeah, home is, and heart is what it is. Catherine Porter. Porter. Yeah. So anyway, we're covering that book, and we're sharing with you guys our insights as Stephanie and I are reading this book. And so, check out familyfromtheheart.com. I got some really fun things to share. Yes. This week. Yes, we do. Because I've started. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Gabby and Andrew in the car. I, I I love that Susan and and Gabby got together. They had their 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 knockdown blowout fight, obviously. <laughs> and then they got together and she goes, she she really woke Gabby up. It's like, you know what, you need to get mad. You need you need to stand up for yourself. You know? I it's And like, I really liked that. Be strong. Absolutely. I really liked that because what we've seen of this this new Gabby is that she's really lost a lot of her spunk that that she's always had. Right. She's always been someone who um, had a fire and and would fight for for what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of seen 
you know, we've kind of seen that her lose that as the, you know, her circumstances have kind of beat it out of her. You know, she's just exhausted and really unable to relate where she is in her life right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it was really good to see a friend tell her, you know, get your fight back, get mad, take control. Absolutely. Um, one of the lines that, you know, obviously um, material is de- materialism and being so attached to things as far as finding our as, as defining who we are and and, you know, seeing ourselves and, and our own worth through what other people think about us. These are obviously things I think that we all kind of struggle with. Keeping up with the Joneses, all these other things. These things are are definitely things that go through our our minds as struggles. And uh, they obviously show that that's still something that Gabby is still having as an Mm -hmm. issue with. And that is one of the things she says is, listen, this is the last thing that I have that says I'm better than you. Mm hmm. Wow, what a statement of the heart that is. And then she and got then, totally stabbed when they said, this isn't for us, it's for our nanny. No. <laughs> She's like, ow, that hurt. Doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well, wow. Gabby is, Gabby. But you know, I think that might be good for her though. Well, I, I do because I'm ready to see. I mean, we saw a glimpse from, from Gabby in season one when she was having the affair with John saying you know i wanted all the wrong things mm-hmm. and so to see her fight for all the wrong things now is kind of sad yeah it's like she hasn't you know her character hasn't grown any i think what we're gonna see but i think what we're seeing here is you know you, you mentioned keeping up with the joneses gabby was the joneses yes you know everyone was keeping up with her and now all of that is gone so she really is redefining herself but um, she said something, I think she said it in this season, where um, she had said, I, I built myself up from nothing and I'll do it again. Yeah. So, but in the process of building herself up from nothing, this time I'd like to see her not lose what's real in life. Gotcha. So, so yes, Absolutely. Alrighty, so that's what we have for this uh, episode. Of- and I'm ready to see this. Okay, we all know that that Desperate Housewives is not resemblance of of real life. It is a a television television drama, almost soap opera like. So I'm ready to see one of those whacked out only can happen on a soap opera show um, miracle to to cure Carlos's blindness. <laughs> That would be funny. I'm ready for him to not be blind anymore. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, anyway, we want to have your feedback and we encourage you. We already mentioned we we went over the whole phone we number did. thing earlier. But just in case, it's area code 859-795-4067. Please do give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The line is open. We want to encourage you if you want to uh, like write down your thoughts about the show. You can do that over at gspn.tv slash forum. And if you like television, which chances are if you've actually put up with this this far into this episode, then you certainly do like television. And there's a there's a whole section in our forum with not only an opportunity for you to share your thoughts on on Desperate Housewives, but a bunch of other television shows. And, uh, you know, what's really cool about 
about the forum is there are just tons of people there that you can interact with and and really I can tell you over the last three years of us podcasting just some amazing friendships have been built uh, and, and established and are growing and thriving uh, through connecting with other listeners that have similar interests. So we want to encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash forum and uh, start joining the conversation there. Join the community online and and uh, we'd love to meet with you and talk with you there as well. And of course, uh, if you're listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast episode number four here, you may be wondering, where's episode number three? Well, the answer to that question, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the an- the answer to that is that uh, we are releasing every other episode of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast into the free feed. And uh, it's free for anybody. Just don't feel any obligation to do anything else. Just listen to it. Enjoy it. However, if you want to be able to receive every episode of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast, as well as every episode of all the shows that we produce here at GSPN.TV, Become a Plus member. In 2008, uh, you will be, if you do it before the end of 2008, you will become a charter member, which means that basically you became a member, a Plus member, during our first year of doing this full time for a living. And we are not going to stop. We are doing, we've got some awesome plans for the content here. And we would love to have you participate, be a part of this community, and take full, uh, oh, what is it, full advantage advantage of everything you know so anyway we we love you guys thank you for listening to us go to gspn.tv slash plus for more information <sighs> i think we got it all right let's see here I yeah we, so. we did it all we cool did. we'll see you online gspn.tv slash forum god bless bye